0: <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even know
1: should I just go this is because if I'm recording an intro beforehand then I'm saying "Oh, I'm bringing on Claire blah 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 and then I'll say okay this is my friend Claire Claire how about you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit more about
2: Yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hello. Hi, yeah, thank you for having me on. (laughs) Um, Thank you for having me on. Okay, I should start again, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna put this all in.
1: (laughs) Hello, my name is Deva Miles, and welcome back to Dancing in the Kitchen a podcast where I talk about everything my past experiences challenges I've faced my lifestyle wellness routine and just topics I find interesting I have invited my dear friend Claire onto today's episode we discuss what it's like to audition for a job as a dancer the whole process and things we feel help she also shares her past experience as a freelance dance artist I hope you enjoy Okay, Claire, so why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself?
2: Hi, Deva. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Okay. Let me take this. Okay. (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) Hi, Deva. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here. And i really enjoyed the previous episodes so it's very exciting to talk with you Mm -hmm. um i'm from nova scotia from canada and (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i like to laugh a lot um (laughs) and i'm a dancer also i have been dancing most of my life also super into theater and performance of all kinds um i studied in montreal in Quebec for three years, and I've been freelancing as a dancer there for also another three years. Mm. And now I'm here uh, studying with you in Spain, in Sevilla, uh, doing the the Takeoff Dance Project. Yeah. Nice.
1: Okay, so kind of in this episode, I want to talk about the whole audition process for dancers and what it's like, and kind of explaining it from more of the inside perspective because not a lot of people know about that and also now that I'm just thinking of it we should talk about your freelancing experience because a lot of people don't know about that and even I don't know much about that still so that would be interesting to kind of hear like your struggles and what and you know how you've built a sustainable career out of freelancing for yourself you know but let's start a let's start with just basically the beginning. <laughs> let's start with the beginning of the process for auditioning, which is, in short, we we spend what our whole time training, and then at this at a certain level, we feel that we're ready to audition, and then we take that next step, which is like video auditions. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: How would you say you feel about video auditions?
2: Yeah, video editions are definitely stressful (laughs) and definitely it's a process to film them. And I think we almost never feel ready, but maybe we have some kind of intuition that we know that it's a good time. But there's always that part that we need to accept that it's not gonna be perfect or that it's part of a process, it's not a final product. Yeah, it's sort of this duality of you're you're in your process. But you need to do the best you can, and yeah, it's it's hard to film a video edition because you're seeing and judging and needing to produce something that it's super vulnerable. Because then you have to send it away and kind of and uh, you're looking for mm-hmm. approval.
1: I so. agree completely. It's so hard to film it and then to be satisfied enough because you know that you can continue filming if you really need to but there's also like when do you feel like it's ready you know mm-hmm. and yeah. then also it's so hard to see yourself dancing and not get into that like judgmental mm-hmm. y mm-hmm. type personality you know when you're when everything becomes wrong which i find i switch to like right really quickly it's hard mm-hmm. to be like okay if i didn't know myself dancing and i look at this what would I be seeing, you know, like what Mm -hmm. qualities would I be seeing and stuff. And like, is this good for the companies that I'm applying for? Mm -hmm, I find that's really hard.
2: Yeah, for sure. Knowing that you could always film again makes it this endless process of if, you know, that perfectionist side of us really comes out and wants to just like drill it. But also I feel like the best, I mean, in my experience, the best take always happens when I'm performing in a sense or when I'm really in the moment and I'm not even thinking about the camera I'm just like Mm. listening to the music maybe I've already done it several times I'm a bit tired even and I just think imagine I'm on stage and like I'm just really present of the whole room present with the whole room not just with the camera right that
1: makes a lot of sense actually Mm. for me it's like that I don't Know if I'm reaching that like performance state, but it's after I've done a lot of filming because at the beginning I'm so camera shy, even though I'm like the only one filming in the room, you just sense the camera there, so it's so Mm -hmm. hard. But then, like, eventually you kind of forget, Mm -hmm. and that is when you hit your best material. Yeah, that's true, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: also filming with other people in the room that's something I've realized recently is like. It depends on the day and everything, but mm. if you have someone filming you as opposed to just, like, the camera on, on a stand, I guess everyone's different, but um, recently I've experienced that it's nicer to have someone filming and then to have maybe even someone else watching and kind of that exchange happening. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm finding that nowadays this is a more interesting way for me to film. Mm.
1: It mm. definitely make For me, I it's interesting... I don't know if I'd say I like it more. It affects my dancing. It changes mm. my dancing. Not right. sure whether or not for the better or the worse. Right. Maybe in like mm. filming a piece that I'm already prepared with and ready to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the better. Because right. it becomes that performance thing. But if I'm if I'm recording improv, yeah, I feel like I it turns into more like, let me see what I can do, you know, mm. instead of like I'm gonna actually experience this for myself.
0: Right. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's why it's so hard to improv in auditions because it feels like like improv should be such a personal thing Mm -hmm. but then if you're being watched and doing it Mm
0: -hmm. like that's
1: lingering in the back of your mind the whole time you know the decisions you make you're like oh what's this like what's this person going to think of that even though you're Mm -hmm. trying not to think those things I felt like that Mm -hmm. in the most recent audition
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely especially when there's many people around and I feel like being able to live in your internal world while being observed is really something that I need to practice and that needs to be practiced because it's not just, it's not natural. It's kind of, for me anyway, it's not natural. Like if there's people watching immediately, I want to go into performing mode and like all my energy out, out, out. Whereas like you say, when you, I don't know, when you do a really, an improv that you really connect to, it's often like really coming from an internal place. Mm
1: -hmm for sure.
2: Which is hard to find when there's a lot of people around and like a big panel watching you and...
1: Man, so stressful.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's definitely possible because I see some dancers where you're like, oh, they're so in their internal world right now, despite all the kind of chaos in a sense and all the energies and all the the eyes on them.
1: And they still manage to be present, Mm -hmm. like not completely closed off, Mm -hmm. which is also another thing because sometimes in dance we can get like really internal and then it's almost like our like we're not seeing anything through our eyes I don't know if that's you've experienced Mm -hmm. that too but and like you could run in you could hit anyone because it's like you're not even aware Mm -hmm. that there's other people in the room like that's so internal that it's almost taking things away from your dancing so it's like Mm -hmm. it's like being within your own self and accessing that type of movement but then also being really present of what's going on in the room and kind of like taking somebody else's um, what other people are doing and like
0: mm-hmm.
1: creating that into your own experience too, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: allowing your surroundings to affect your experience in a good way.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah. think yeah is
1: important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. that's like a super difficult part of filming, mm-hmm. especially improvisation. But mainly we film. What we've had to film so far, I don't know about you, ballet, like a few center exercises, um, repertoire that we know, like studio work that Mm -hmm. we're working on, which is nice because we have the freedom to choose from everything that we're learning, so that's good. Mm -hmm. Just having so many options because like something could look really good on one person and maybe it's not the other person's style, so that's nice. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then... um,
2: and it's wonderful to have workshopped those things yes. deeply with someone who knows it really well and then be able to film it like right after true or the week after. yeah i think it's a huge um a huge privilege and like a really great thing of of takeoff dance what we're doing right now
1: yeah it's like very fresh
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we've like really analyzed what's going on and then we yeah you're right
2: mm-hmm. and i guess that would be a good thing yeah for people who are kind of looking into Starting auditioning or curious about sending video auditions to maybe try and use rap that you've really worked on and like spent time with, Mm -hmm. because it's yeah,
1: it makes a difference. Just like you can see past the surface level, Mm -hmm. like like as though somebody's really put in the effort to. Mm get to know the work like research what they're doing more Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: their body and like what it means to them Mm -hmm. it comes with more intention to their dancing like it brings more it Mm -hmm. amplifies their dancing Mm
0: -hmm. in a
1: subtle way but it is noticeable for sure yeah and there's that like level of confidence too that Mm -hmm. I've seen in people
2: yeah because in the end a lot of people especially contemporary companies want to see the person behind the dance they don't want to see just The shapes, they want to see who you are within that, which takes time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even in the video. Yeah, Uh,
1: and it's so (laughs) hard with the video too, because it's like it's not the same as seeing somebody dance in person. Mm -hmm. I always find that. I see the video and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to make this the same experience as somebody watching me dance in person, but it Mm -hmm. just won't be. So it's like you have to be even more... Um, confident in your decisions
0: mm-hmm.
1: like within your dancing yeah to kind of get the point across about how you are as a dancer
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's so difficult to audition through video
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's true. although I appreciate it because otherwise we'd be traveling so much trying to go to these live auditions
2: exactly. with like
1: who knows how big of a chance so mm-hmm. it's nice that they do the pre-selection I do appreciate that
2: yeah or no, they don't always do the pre-selection as we've recently. Right, true. <laughs> Who knows
1: what the pre-selection actually is.
2: Yeah, if they really watch uh, the video or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what we're trying to say is that after you send your video audition in, then I guess the company gets a bunch of video auditions based off of the requirements they asked for. And then they review, maybe, all of the videos and resumes and motivation letters and dance photos etc and then they choose from that let's say 500 applications they choose like 100 or 200 to actually come to the live audition I don't know in um, in a month from now and then those dancers would go to the live audition and get to do that audition which is like a whole other experience based off of what the company is looking for so we just did that we're currently sitting in the bunk bed of a hostel in Groningen, Netherlands and we just did the Poetic Disasters audition and we were finding out that the pre-selection for the audition they didn't they might have not watched everyone's full video or read the full CV or looked at the full motivation letter and they kind of just took some people based off of based off of what would you say?
2: I guess we'll never know.
1: That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. unfortunate that there was so many people at the audition and they could have made even more of a pre-selection to maybe save some of the people from coming a long way
2: mm-hmm. and allowed the people who did come to really have some space in yes. the room and be able to really show what they have to offer as opposed to just like being crowded and yeah, yeah. but I guess that's the reality of auditioning also we're going to be. In a lot of crowded rooms and yeah, just kind of learning to be able to stand out within that. That's
1: Mm. so hard to do. Mm. When I was in the audition, I was kind Mm. of telling you this, but I was just feeling like all the things that you get in an audition. Like, you know, nerves, but also excitement and also like, this is my opportunity. And then how am I going to, you know, do this? And then, oh, I need to learn the rep and, like, okay, stay focused. You know, all these things are, like, bouncing in my head. Mm -hmm. But then I was thinking, wow, there's a room of this many people and I'm one person and we're all here with the same intention Mm -hmm. to get the job. And we all think that we have what it takes, you know, like, we're all there. So what is going to make me in this this room stand out to in front of everyone? You know, I was Mm -hmm. like... What is it that I have to bring out in myself that's going to, you know, make me stand out? Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of the point in the audition, because sometimes they won't even see you, you know? Mm-hmm. If they're not making, like, clear, looking at clearly everyone, which sometimes they don't, they could just not even notice you at all in the whole audition, which was so mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. So I was, just, I was just pondering that the entire time in my head. I was like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to do?
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I still don't know quite the answer, except, like, be your full self, but also... Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Like
1: I don't know.
0: Mhm.
2: Yeah. I mean, like as we also experienced today and I'm sure that many people have experienced even if even the best dancers in the room as from what we can gather perhaps mm-hmm. or from our perspective may not get chosen. Like it's really super super specific mm-hmm. and it's super subjective and in a way random because it's based on how the people are feeling in that moment, what time of the day it is, if they're distracted, if they like a color someone's wearing. Um, There's so many factors. Wow, yeah. And we're so many people, and they could also be looking at things like style, at like, um, because in a dance company, they're also looking for personalities and for in a way images too they're looking Mm -hmm. to create stories and images on stage so they need certain characters also so i think yeah there's in a way it's kind of like more mm -hmm. it's way more than just dance
1: Mm -hmm. it is it's like it's like doing an audition for acting too like just Mm -hmm. the way you said the characters which is so true Mm -hmm. like they're watching us when we're learning, when we're standing on the side, how our mannerisms, like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, what
1: we're wearing, mm-hmm. not in, like, necessarily a judgmental way, but just in, like, a okay, this person kind of
2: mm-hmm. fits the character I'm trying to look for, which I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah, and it's like, people are also looking, I imagine, well, I'm really, I'm really realizing things I didn't think of before, yeah. you know, it's a similar, in a weird way to, um, you walk into a big room and you feel attracted to certain people more than others a a big room I mean a room full of people Mm -hmm. say that you don't know um and you're trying to make friends and you might feel a certain pull towards certain people and you can't explain why right I feel like that kind of energy also plays in in auditions like for sure the people watching same thing as when you know you're watching people on stage. And you watch one person more than the other yeah and it could be different for for different people because we might you yeah, know there's some kind of like explicable slash inexplicable attraction to certain people mm-hmm. and i think that plays in a lot too so a lot of it's just like finding your people yeah as it is in life too so
1: that's also really important to think about when auditioning that you're just looking for your person like mm-hmm. you're not trying to make anyone want you but you're just trying to find Mm -hmm. the company that you want like that it's like it's like finding a match you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's really important (laughs) literally
2: (laughs) swipe right swipe left he made a joke about that in the audition also did he really yeah what did he say we were doing a movement and the director was like the movement was like swiping your arm under and he was like swipe like tinder (laughs) (laughs) i love it
0: oh the imagery the imagery
1: is yeah to die for yeah so in the audition at least in this audition or in most auditions if um if you're trying to look for a company that does contemporary which is kind of what we're looking for with maybe um, a ballet foundation or just some sort of technical training we would start with a ballet class, or a ballet warm-up is what we did, which had the bar and then the center, but we didn't do the center. And then we would move into repertoire, learning rep, which is always such a... It's such a gamble because you don't know... First of all, you don't know the rep you're learning, so you don't know the vibe, you know? You're not aware until, like, in that moment what it's going to be like. And then you also don't know how the person's going to teach it, which really affects the way that you end up dancing it. At least I was witnessing or experiencing this in this audition. Like, it's not like a the choreographer's teaching it, you know? It's usually a dancer from the company or that's done the work is teaching it. And I'm not about to say they don't that they're not as experienced but they just aren't teaching it in the same way that the choreographer would be like setting it Mm -hmm. so it comes from a different place you know so it's it almost feels like i don't know i even i experience this if i'm trying to teach choreography to someone else i have to kind of stop myself and be like okay wait let's take this from like a um i'm gonna take it back to when the choreographer was teaching it to me like how would i explain this and how would I go through the movement and not just like okay you do this and then you do this and then mm-hmm. you turn around and then you stop mm-hmm. should we go back to the beginning you know it's yeah. it's more than that it needs to be coming from like what why is my hand lifting to push you know mm-hmm. what am I pushing
0: mm-hmm.
1: is what I find it helps the most if they're really descriptive about the actions that I'm doing and it's not mm-hmm. just a movement then it like resonates with me and mm-hmm. then I feel really connected to the movement. Yeah. In this audition, it was hard for me to feel that way because it felt very fast Mm -hmm. and forced. Mm -hmm. So it made me flustered even more than already being flustered about the fact that Mm -hmm. I'm in a room auditioning.
2: Yeah. And it's extremely difficult to assimilate, to absorb something Mm -hmm. into your body, especially when it's taught just as like the mechanics of it. Yeah. First of all, yeah, they teach it fast. You can often not fully see it because there's a lot of people and like you say we're not getting those details so we're not kind of creating that inner world that allows us to really like more than just make the frame make the position um we're we're not getting that information to be able to really like embody Mm -hmm. as much um but i feel like kind of um we do have some tools to be able to do that. True, but it's so hard to do everything. <laughs> I know because there's not enough time. Yeah, it's
1: like if we if they taught us that that one movement or something, then we took it for ourselves, decided what we were gonna make of it, and then moved on. Great,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's like the second that. You start to decide what you're going to make of it. They're already on movement mm-hmm. number seven. And you're yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Eventually, I did feel that I was able to, to do what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, it was just more about, like, okay, I need mm-hmm. to just watch and mm-hmm. actually pick up what she's doing as best as I can. Mm-hmm. And then I know I'll have a second before mm-hmm. I dance it
0: mm-hmm.
1: to figure out what it is for me.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just
1: like the whole, it's like a, it's like, um, a calculation in your brain, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole time you're not just, you have to be like really strategic in the way that you're receiving the information. Mm -hmm. At least I found.
2: For sure. Yeah. And yes. And at the same time, I think, I don't know, but if I were in the front of the room, I wouldn't be necessarily looking for someone who can do it perfectly. Mm. The first time mm-hmm. because if they have any kind of awareness of what humans are like then they know that people learn differently there could be someone who learns it you know the movements themselves perfectly on the first day and maybe you know their development through time could be different from someone else who doesn't get the movements perfectly on the first day but you can see that they you know have a certain energy or presence within mm. some of those movements and maybe they forget another one or maybe you know it's not quite as mechanical but mechanically perfect or put together in that moment but you can see that they have some kind of reflection or that with time it would become something very rich and interesting right and I think a lot of people who are in the front of the room because they have a lot of experience they know these things and they kind of or anyway, those are the kind of people I want to work with. Yeah, that yeah. kind of know that like they can see through the the first impression of like, okay, this person is doing it perfectly, but um, or this person is doing it perfectly, and maybe yes, or this yeah. person is not perfect, but
1: it's more than just like the baseline of getting the steps and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like what is going on within,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even if you're not necessarily achieving
0: mm-hmm.
1: what they said it to be. Like, mm-hmm. what is, what are you processing it? You know, like, mm-hmm. how is your brain working in that way? Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, it's like the quality of the dancing
0: mm-hmm.
2: is
1: probably the most important thing, because that's what people like to watch at the end of the day. They're not just going to watch you achieve steps, you know?
2: Totally. So, yeah, maybe we can, like, take the pressure off a little bit on getting that's true. the combinations perfect perfectly. Yeah. You know? And more on, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, like really be present and really work on this it's like an opportunity to work on some material and discover the material Mm -hmm. in front of other people and yeah i I think i'm discovering that this perspective Mm -hmm. could be yeah me too could be interesting
1: and then watching other people too seeing how they're absorbing what like we're all getting the same information in the room But then seeing everyone's perspective on it Mm -hmm. and how they decided to approach it is so interesting. I feel like I learn a lot from watching. And like I was telling you, it's hard for me to watch sometimes in auditions because I get, I zone in to myself. Like I become very um, focused in on like, okay, I'm in the audition, like I'm doing this. It's almost like a way of trying to be confident or just helping yourself not realize and compare yourself to others but in this one I watched people dance and it was so interesting to see like especially because they're all from different backgrounds so seeing like how they were taking the information was really cool to observe and I was I was like oh yeah okay I like what you're doing there like Mm -hmm. I really like the way that you're approaching that I'm gonna I'm going to use that for myself too. And then for another person, it was like a different thing, like their energy or the way they were going at certain things. And then another person, it was the way that they were really intimate in the movement. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a really good
2: learning experience. Yeah. Something that's coming to mind right now is you had mentioned, you mentioned earlier today about how the opposite of anxiety or the opposite the opposite of stress of stress Mm -hmm. is kindness yeah and I'm remembering that a couple people during the audition gave me a compliment and I think that could be an interesting thing to keep in mind during auditions because there's so much anxiety and there's so much stress um, happening so kind of seeing the good and seeing the like um, kind of thinking kind thoughts about other people could be really Helpful. and even sharing Definitely. them because then when that person also hears that kind um, thought then they feel less stressed too yeah so
1: that is yeah. true and it also just helps break the tension in the room that mm-hmm. might possibly be there like even I was listening to something on YouTube with this dancer who's mainly a ballet dancer but they turned into like a dancer life coach and they were saying that they love to go to auditions and that everyone was so quiet but they would start the conversation in the mm-hmm. room to kind of just like completely change the atmosphere of the room. And she said that once she did that, she felt everyone's stress levels mm-hmm. lower. And then everyone was just there to kind of get to know each other. Like, mm-hmm. it's so cool to meet dancers from across the world. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. What are they interested in? Why are they here? You know? Mm-hmm. So like seeing it from that perspective
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just kind of changing the, the, um, circumstance, like making it your own, yeah, is really valuable, really helpful tool.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: true, yeah.
2: yeah. Kindness. And remembering, yeah, it's an opportunity and that you're here for you, not for them. Them as in you're not there to please them. You're there because it's your path and it's part of your experience and something that's worth your time and energy that you decided it's like worth doing and yeah i think it's important to to remember that and then also enjoy the experience and yeah yes talk to people learn as much as you can make connections with people because maybe you'll see them again yeah and that's really fun enjoy the city too
1: yeah 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 even if you're not you don't get through the audition like you don't make it that doesn't mean it's like a waste of your time for going all the way out there or traveling that far it's it's still so such a good experience to Mm -hmm. get to learn more about yourself in the audition you meet new people Mm -hmm. kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone like it's all really valuable and then you can take that with you to the next time you go audition and each time from there Mm -hmm. and you'll just continue to grow Mm-hmm. As a person and as a dancer. For sure. Yeah. hmm Yeah.
2: Yeah. And being able to before the audition, kind of bring all your energy together to do the best you can. And then before you get the results, or after the audition is over, or after you get the results, just being able to let go mm-hmm. and just say yeah, thank you for this experience, and that's, yeah. That's just, it, that's yeah. me. <laughs> like, not holding on to the fact that maybe it didn't go so well, yeah. for example.
1: Or, like, questioning why and kind of beating mm-hmm. yourself up about it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not even about your dancing sometimes. Like, it's about what they're looking for,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which could be something completely different, and we never really know.
2: Mm-hmm. One thing I was thinking about when you are saying, like, about the improv and just about all the jitters of auditions mm. is how powerful it could be to meditate before or to, like, get really, really grounded that day. Like, just do all the things you can, breathing deeply, doing yoga, doing meditation. Like, if those things resonate with you before, because... For me, I've experienced, with doing those things, that state of, like, it doesn't matter how much chaos is going on outside, I just feel really centered within myself.
1: I know what you mean. It's, like, an extremely different perspective or view you have after going into yourself and, like, reframing the situation Mm -hmm. through meditation or through ways that you feel like you can ground yourself
2: Mm -hmm. even once you're in the room you know just doing like a little some kind of your own ritual like a little five minute meditation just closing your eyes and breathing and setting yeah like sowing the seeds for a good experience there
1: Mm. even like the smallest thing like standing on the side of the room and kind of feeling the sensation of your feet Mm -hmm. on the ground yeah I've tried doing that or I've heard people telling, like people have told me that even that small moment of awareness, moment of mindfulness connects you in a different way to your surroundings and like Mm -hmm. to what's happening. It's so important and I feel like we all push it aside because it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm too like stressed. I'm too busy right now to think about, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, stopping for five minutes or, but that's like stopping for five minutes is going to give you so much more time Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and almost stopping time yes with that you know
2: exactly
1: you're in like a slow motion state Mm -hmm. it's so i don't know it's hard to describe but Mm -hmm. if you know you know yeah you know
2: and if you don't know then it's something to explore because it's Mm -hmm. so worth it um and something that i'm remembering now is the guy uh the director the guy literally is named guy <laughs> so that's funny um <laughs> hi guy he said in the beginning of the audition you're not here to suffer that mm. was so beautiful to me and the whole room was like oh <laughs> we're Sigh not here relief. to suffer what <laughs> like, it's like well, i didn't know why i was here then <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like we all think we're here to suffer through it and it's true no, we're not. Like we're we're dancing because we love it, and we have to remind ourselves that. And I think tools like like mindfulness and and meditation or whatever you can do to ground yourself just allows it would allow me to have a bit more space, like a little bit more mental space to like actually enjoy for a moment, mm-hmm. as opposed to the constant wheel, um, hamster wheel of, oh, what are they thinking. What are, they, what are the people beside me doing? Oh, did I get the exercise? All those mm-hmm.
1: all those things. All those things that come up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or it's like those things, the thing about meditation and stuff, those things will still come up, but it's the fact that you're not letting them take over your mind. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you're acknowledging that they're there, and then you're like, okay, thoughts, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just going to put you right here for now. You know, mm-hmm. like you can stand on the side. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, It's
1: just like having the control of what goes on in your mind exactly it's so valuable
2: Mm -hmm. and it's like a little training for your mind for the moment when you do have to in a sense meditate on a specific thing like when you're learning the choreography the ideal I suppose would be to be like meditating on what they're saying yeah because you just want your focus to be 100% there and for your mind to be quiet otherwise so by meditating before it's like you're kind of preparing your mind to do that
1: those muscles yeah
2: and it'll never be perfect and that's not the point it's just to kind of help help you in the process Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's so much more mental than it is physical to be honest of course it's really physical like the fact that we have to dance and like we can't just go in from not having danced in a long time is what i mean to say but just having that mental strength Is going to amplify your dancing and help your dancing so much more than you might think. Mm -hmm. Like once I figured that out, it was such an eye-opening moment in my like dance journey. Figuring out that, wait a second, I can't just let all these like negative, let my negative mindset take over, you know, and that's fine. That's like in my head, it doesn't matter. No, because that will affect kind of what the energy that you put into your dancing and the and the things you decide to focus on and not focus on and maybe it'll stop you from taking more risks Mm. or from like going out of your comfort zone even within like your range of movement or whether or not you're gonna um, try something when you might be a little bit nervous that it's not going to work out you know like if the second that you switch that gear in your mind and you like change the change the way you're thinking about something it just opens up this like field of possibilities and then you feel like nothing can stop you because you're doing it for yourself Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's so it's so cool to see that happen
0: Mm
2: -hmm. for sure yeah 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 the playfulness comes in yeah so i find yeah the sense of spaciousness the sense of of ability to play with the material the material that you're given and adapt it to your own body those are the things people want to see i think in auditions mm-hmm. it's kind of your they want to see your creativity as well and if we're just in survival mode the whole time then we can't really be creative we're just repeating mm-hmm. yeah oh.
1: i think it's really important not to put on a mask of somebody else Mm -hmm. or like try to be the person that you think they want to see whereas to just go in and like trust that you're not just there because you uh, like found the studio randomly and you walked in they did choose you to be there like they already kind of know or they should know who you are and that's why they wanted you there so you have to remember that being yourself is like your superpower you know Mm -hmm. I feel like I forget that, or I I used to forget that in the past. I was always like, okay, I need to be this really outgoing type of dancer that does this type of thing. It's like, no, you have to be yourself because you are already a dancer, you know, like a really special dancer in your own way. Mm -hmm. So why aren't you channeling (laughs) your strength, which Mm -hmm. is that, you know?
2: For sure. And we have to think also beyond the audition. Mm -hmm. like. If we get in, who do we want to be? We Mm. want to be ourselves. (laughs) So if you're trying to be someone else and then you get in, then good luck trying to sustain that. It's like a first date. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) True. Everything relates to the dating world, doesn't it? Tinder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want to be yourself.
1: Yeah. And even speaking about, um, that just reminded me, getting in, which we haven't even we haven't talked about yet, but once you get in, that's not like the end of your dance career, which we all think, Oh my gosh, I've been working for 18 years and now I finally got in. Like I did it. It's like, no, that is the beginning. Like that Mm -hmm. is where things start. Like that's not when the work stops. Mm -hmm. That's when you start to like dive Mm -hmm. even deeper into what you love and like see who you are as a dancer, you know? That's so exciting to see mm-hmm. that step. I feel like we need to remind ourselves more about that new mm-hmm. path in our future because mm-hmm. it kind of just could get discouraging if you're just trying so hard to get into a company and that's all you're mm-hmm. thinking about. Yeah. Like, oh, I just need to get there and then I'll be fine. I just need mm-hmm. to like reach the top of the mountain. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, like, it's more like what's going to happen within the next few years because mm-hmm. things are going to happen. And we're going to still be a dancer, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I lost my train of thought midway through there. <laughs> but
2: I think for me, anyway, I guess since I've already been working also. Right. I feel like the what's working for me is to think that there's no beginning and no end. Mm. In a sense that the moment when I get a contract it's not necessarily the beginning. Okay. Like, it's already been beginning. It's already happening now. Like, right now, I'm already the artist I want to be right now. And I'm in the process is continuing. And when I get in the company, well, like you were saying, it's not the end. Mm-hmm. Nor is it the beginning. It's a new beginning. Um, because I feel like our internal process of growth is more important than any of the external goals in being satisfied. Like, you could be in the best company in your mind, in the world, and be unsatisfied because you feel like you're not growing Mm -hmm. or you're not blooming as the artist that you want to be. Or you could be doing your own work, doing... A small contract, working with a peer, and feeling like you're developing and growing and um, making the art that you want to make and feel extremely satisfied, and leave the studio feeling just full. So, I think it's that's something that I've been kind of working on with myself, like figuring out the frame that I want to look, the frame that I want to use to look at the work I'm doing. And how I want to value the process. Even now I'm in a school setting and how I want to still value that as like equally as important as doing a, a paid contract. Mm-hmm. Not really, yeah, weighing things more based on like my personal journey and my growth as opposed to like benchmarks in um, what I can put on paper. I and, really like
1: that. I really like the way you worded that. Like, just everything is within yourself. It doesn't matter where you are as long as you're still on that path of growing. Mm -hmm. That's really important, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Speaking of which, now I'm reminded of the freelancing, which I kind of forgot. So in terms of your freelancing experience, what would you... What would you have to say about that, basically? What would you like to say?
2: Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I feel like when I ended school, I was scared of freelancing because it's a lot of unpredictability. And I also heard a lot of different things. And I also felt... That people might have, might look down on freelancing. Which made me not want to do it. Also because I didn't know any freelancers. And I just kind of had the perspective from like... The ballet school I went to. Where their vision was to send us to a ballet company. Um, so that that's kind of how I... What I felt before I started. And then coming out of school I jumped into that world and was really lucky to make connections with peers and people with slightly more experience than me who were starting to make their own work who wanted to work with me Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and also who wanted to help me understand the freelancing world and helped me understand how I can fund projects, how I can get grants, and how I can train, how I can feed myself as an artist without being in the structure of a company. And that was super eye-opening and also really exciting and inspired me to start working more with my, my colleagues. And we ended up making a collective also, the Bulb Collective. Go follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Go follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, I do really, really enjoy freelancing because it's always changing, which I thought I wouldn't like, mm. but in the end, it's really stimulating And it also allows for breaks too right yeah which is cool because you can also develop yourself other sides of yourself too for example if you have say a few weeks where you don't have a contract you can still choose to train but then in the the afternoons perhaps you're writing a grant or perhaps you're working on a yoga teacher training program Mm -hmm. or you're you know doing just taking time off also you're maybe reading enriching your knowledge in another field or yeah spending time with loved ones or like just doing what you need as a human because we often forget that as dancers that we're a human before a dancer we're a human before (laughs) we're a dancer yeah um and I find the freelancers that I know who have been freelancing for a long time I feel that they're extremely human, and extremely versatile, extremely like able to adapt to anything.
1: Yeah, I noticed that too mm -hmm. from the freelancers that I've met. Mm -hmm. And just their knowledge of themselves as dancers, and what they like, and just all the different types of dance that they have taken in and kind of added to their toolbox. It's so to see. Yeah. like so developed, you know, and mature in that sense. Also mature cuz you have to you kind of have to be in order to do freelancing, you have to do it yourself mm-hmm. at least, you know. Yeah. like make things happen. You can't just um whereas some people we were talking with a friend this morning and some people like the structure of being told what to do mm-hmm. and that's also a really good aspect about dance but also I don't know I feel like it's it's good to know how to do both Mm
0: -hmm. or at least
1: experience both and know what you like you know whereas it's easy to say I like being told what to do because you've never tried to do something yourself which is kind of how I feel Mm -hmm. in the sense of thinking of freelancing like what you were saying going out of school it is a little bit of an intimidating feel because I've never done it but there's only one way to find out how it's going to go. And you have to actually start.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't just keep like waiting to do something and tell yourself, Oh yeah, I'll do it when I feel ready. But you're probably never going to feel ready. It's like what people say about having a kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, You'll never feel ready until you do it. And then, mm-hmm. then you just learn along the way, which I'm sure you experienced. And that's really helpful that you had someone to like help, you know, Give you what you need to figure out how to do it yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like
1: that would have helped a lot
0: yeah, if I was yeah. doing it at least.
2: So helpful, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to kind of have someone to be like, like it's not that scary, mm-hmm. and you can absolutely do it, and it's absolutely exciting. Also, like there's so many possibilities, especially because we're so lucky in Canada to have the grant system. Yeah, I had no idea coming into school how to do that. Something they should teach us in school. They should. I don't know <laughs> yeah. anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's completely doable as an emerging artist mm. to get funding for your projects and to undertake your own creations, whether that be like a video project or a performance, participating in a festival, um, traveling, even doing an audition tour, you can actually get a grant for that as well. So yeah, it's an exciting possibility that we don't always think about yeah for sure mm-hmm.
1: in terms of you get like how did you manage to book performances how would you go about that situation
2: mm-hmm. for the collective for the bulb collective we went through festivals okay. so we had performances with festival quartier danse, which is um a summer festival in montreal it takes place um from the beginning to mid-september They're really cool because they're really interested in supporting emerging artists. Oh, nice. So they're a really, really good festival to look into as a new collective or company or choreographer looking to kind of show your work. And they will pay, it depends on the year, but they'll pay for a certain amount of rehearsals and they provide a space and then they'll pay per show. Wow. Okay. It's pretty cool. That's good. Um, and then often we would ask for extra funding from the government through a Canada Council grant in order to do a full creation process that's more in-depth. Because with what the, the festival offers, it doesn't quite give us enough time or resources to do something of the quality that we want. Right. Um, and what's great with the festival too is they'll film what you've done and they'll give you like photos... So with that, you can use it to apply for other festivals or a following grant, for example. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And then we also did a festival in Sherbrooke, um, Festival de Danse de Sherbrooke. <laughs> so yeah, each year we're doing a few more shows. Um, so yeah.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm.
2: And fantastic. I guess
1: that once you... Once you do perform at a festival, other people are there Mm -hmm. and they're gonna see things. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're people who know other people who maybe want Mm -hmm. to have you dance there, you know? Has that ever happened to you? It has,
2: yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So a few people have reached out, but as uh, often happens, things fall through or things take time. So it's sort of seeds for the future. Right. Um. As of now, we've just done those two festivals, and many things are in the in the pot for next year. I love it. Um, I was gonna say something else, but I forget. Oh yeah. Um. Another thing is self-producing a show, which okay. we have kind of done, but not in a theater setting. Um. Through like, uh, some people we know, they have a loft where you we can set up chairs, and they have like. Uh, curtains and a small kind of lighting setup system and in the end you don't really need that much um you don't need a big production in order to put on a show you know you just need to right. rent a space and True. Have some kind of a good floor you know some kind of curtain or even that's not necessary mm-hmm. but it's a plus um and then charge a little entry fee can be a donation and then have a videographer there. It's always a good thing to have to, to document it. And you can invite producers. You know, maybe they come, maybe they don't. That's it's tricky, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's a It's story. It takes time for sure. But even just building a community around the work you're doing is so fun and so interesting. Because, it, yeah, people get excited about the work. We did um, a fundraiser in the summer and one guy... got really inspired and I was so happy and gave us like a donation of like a hundred dollars
0: wow because he was just
2: like moved that we were emerging artists creating something and he was like okay here take this I love that so yeah it's really you also by doing those kind of things and just inviting doesn't even have to be dance people even better if it's just like friends or friends Mm -hmm. of friends or family or people that maybe don't have access to dance normally um, and you can really like touch people especially if you're having conversations after and sharing about the process So, I think those kind of exchanges they happen a lot more often when you're doing something yourself because it's like low budget mm-hmm. but they can be so so meaningful even more perhaps than performing in a big theater
1: yeah it's more intimate
2: mm-hmm. wow yeah so it's very possible. It's, like, way more possible than we think it is.
1: Yeah, I feel like that needed to be, like, now the other person that did that for you, that said for you it's actually easier, you're now that person and you're sharing that. Like, even telling me, I had no idea much about freelance, but now hearing the inside scoop about it and your perspective, it really, like, settles my any sort of nervousness i had about it if i wanted to do it in the future
0: mm-hmm.
1: which i'm i'm definitely open to it you know i really don't know what um how things will go but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not something that i'm against and just you helping spread your thoughts about it is so helpful
2: yeah yeah i mean it's true that i think my experience has been really positive because I'm also interested in creation right so in the moments where I don't have a contract I'm working on my own thing or I'm writing a grant for Mm -hmm. my own thing so I think even when I don't have a contract I'm like oh okay I get to work on my thing right so I think that I want to be clear that I think that probably has made my experience really positive yeah And I don't know, it would be interesting to have the perspective of someone who maybe they're not so interested in creation and they just want to, not just, but they would prefer to be like dancing in someone's project because that makes you a little bit more dependent on the decisions of others and
0: Mm -hmm.
2: the funding of others and whether or not, because that often happens in in freelance. That's one, like a downside, That downside that I've found is that many people will uh, contact you to be part of their projects but they won't know if they have funding yet okay so that's a big thing because often it's pe- uh freelance projects are people who are applying for grants okay so um that's something to be aware of that the schedule often just like comes together really last minute
1: Right, yeah, <laughs> you're kind of like on the edge of yeah. your seat, waiting whether yeah. or not something's gonna happen,
2: which is super exciting, also. Yeah. But you have to be like super ready for that and really grounded in yourself. Like, okay, and also have a backup. Like, if this falls through, what do I want to do with that chunk of time? Mm. Um, having other like skills, like teaching, dance, teaching, maybe something else. Like, I teach yoga. Um, of having something that you can use yeah just as a little support if things fall through
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: always having a little bit of a backup mm-hmm. is, is nice
2: yeah so it's a yeah Would describe freelancing like it's very much it's fun it's you have to be creative with your life you have to think of your life as this kind of puzzle that you're putting together Mm -hmm, and you're like and you always have to see the big picture too like okay this maybe fell through but oh this came up last minute and okay let's create something here okay let's book a studio let's get some people together let's make a video like that's why for example today we didn't have the edition and I was like let's make a video even yes. if we didn't but <laughs> that's the kind of like freelancing mentality yeah of like
1: very spontaneous mm-hmm. but like ready for anything mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. makes the most of the uh, of the opportunities you're given
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Or not given
2: yeah yeah and then also when you need a day off even if it's like a tuesday you're like this is my day you can take it yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah that's nice freedom to have mm-hmm. wow yeah
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing everything with us.
2: Mm, it's been a pleasure.
1: That that's basically everything we wanted to cover, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that was really nice to talk about. I discovered a lot of things. Me while too. Talking. Me <laughs> too. It's always like that.
1: It like unfolds during the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on the podcast episode 3 I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. It was a pleasure. And I'll I'll put your Bulb Collective and your Instagram in the bottom, in the bio. People always say that in podcasts, so I feel like I should <laughs> say that. I'll link you down below, oh, yes. so you can go check out the Collective and Claire's Instagram if you want. Awesome. Yeah, that's everything. Okay, okay. bye! Bye!